I would wake up just not wanting to get up in the morning. When I got back to the States, I didn't even want to go to the job that I had, and it wasn't a bad job. I just I didn't care for it. I didn't want to, didn't want to go in. I just didn't really feel like I had anything to look forward to each day. Welcome to the Adversity to Advantage podcast. I'm Petra Belzebor, and this is the place to discuss tips, tricks, and hacks to build your resilience through your worst rock bottoms and get you to a place of success. I'll be interviewing people from all walks of life, professionals, individuals who've been through their own adversity, and allow them to share their authentic and real life stories, opinions, and ideas about how to utilize our worst rock bottoms and allow them to catapult us into success. Welcome to the show. Welcome everyone to the Adversity to Advantage podcast. Today, we've been trying to arrange this for a little while, so I'm so grateful that today we've got Jessica Tosser on the end of the line. We just had a laugh about her surname, but it's she's she is living her life to prove the opposite of what UK citizens might think that means. So Jessica is, she's a life and business coach. She helps women specifically transition from the overwhelm of a nine to five job to having their own business that they're passionate about. Welcome to the show, Jessica. Thank you for having me. It's so good to have you. And, and so, um, current for me because uh, as I was saying just before we went on, uh, I've been in business myself for the last uh, sort of seven months and definitely have kind of experimented sort of on my own, all the tricks and tips and things that I've, you know, and nobody sort of guided me. So so I can see that um, you passing on your learning just around business and the adversity that, that we face and how we have to um, sort of soldier on or believe enough in ourselves. There's so much to it. Tell us just a little bit about your business and what you're passionate about at the moment. Yeah, so right now I work with women, mostly women that are they're working nine to five jobs for the most part, and they're wanting out of it. Um, they're wanting their own business. So a lot of them have not chosen their niche yet. They're working on finding exactly what path they want to take. Um, others have just started, but most of them are in the beginning stages. So I help them a lot with mindset because I really believe that mindset's 80% of the game. Um, anybody can learn the business plan. Um, anybody can learn to run the business. But if you don't have, you know, up here, um, if you don't, if you're not in a positive state, then, you know, it's really difficult to keep that, keep that going, make it sustainable. Amazing. And, and obviously you've, you've gone through this process yourself. So I've learned firsthand about the the challenges and and also the fulfillment. I feel like it's a place of extremes. There can be extreme like, oh my God, how am I going to do the next bit? Um, and then extreme like, God, you know, let me high five someone. Oh, there's no one here. Um, <laughs> um, yes, yes, like a roller coaster. That, exactly, <laughs> the total ups and downs. Um, so before we get into to that journey, and I'm really curious about the advice on, on mindset, um, just give us a little bit of context to, to you. So like growing up, a uh, little bit of your history, um, do you think that maybe your parents and the education system set you up for this entrepreneurial, mindset, strong lifestyle? You know, for me, no. <laughs> um, you know, I've always been a learner. Um, that's just my personality. I love to learn new things. But, you know, I didn't start off in any way, you know, even until it was just in the past several years that this started coming through. I think I've always had it in me. Sure. Um, but it was not something that I learned from my parents. 
Um, Were they like nine to fives? Sorry. My mom was a, no, my mom was a stay at home mom. My dad was gone half the time with his job. He still works on the river as a towboat captain. Okay. Um, so yeah, they still don't have a clue what I do <laughs> even after explaining to them. They just, it's not their world. Yes, so. it's totally not their world. Okay. So that, that didn't set you up. And what about the education system? Like, did you end up having role models that you saw running businesses or teachers or, you know, as you went through that whole system? Yeah. So through high school, what I was really good at was music. So in college, that's what I went and did because I thought that's the only thing that I'm good at. That was, I had not been exposed to a lot of things. Okay. Um, so, you know, looking back on it, if I had been exposed and knew just what was out there, I probably would have chosen something different, but I went and got my music degree. Um, I don't regret doing that for an instant because I made great lifetime, lifetime friends. It taught me discipline. It taught me to work with other people, collaboration. So I still use a lot of those skills today. Um, but I told myself if that ever didn't work out, that I would do education. So then I became a teacher. Okay. Um, taught one year in the States, one overseas. And that kind of spoiled me because <laughs> I got really, you know, I had all the stuff that you just don't see in the States. There's a much better, much better system than we have here. So I came back and then got divorced. And I think that's really when, you know, when the hard times hit, I guess you could say, because, you know, I just gotten divorced, had all this emotional stuff going on. So I really, I felt I needed to change my mindset because I was quite, quite a negative person. I hate to admit that honestly, but yeah, you know, there's just a lot of stuff going on. So I found people that, you know, I joined a mastermind group and met a lot of successful authors, real estate people, coaches, just people in different fields doing great things um, for themselves and for other people. And that kind of opened my eyes. I think that's where, you know, all this kind of originally started was with that. Interesting. So if, if I can just pause you for a second and go right back to that bit where like um, you, you sort of dropped in the little bomb of, of absolute negativity and um, divorce and uh, I don't know how long you were married for, but just give us a little bit of a sense of that emotional state. So how were you viewing the world? What was going on in that maybe slightly darker or more frustrating place? Yeah, well, I was living overseas in East Timor. Um, that's when things really started to fall apart in the marriage. And if you don't know where East Timor is at, most people are like, where is that? Yeah. <laughs> um, you might need a map because it's half of a little tiny island that used to be part of Indonesia. Okay. They broke off just right north of Australia. So it was very isolated, very small community. I didn't have any friends there really to speak of. And I didn't, you know, as a teacher, I didn't really, you know, you don't really befriend the parents so much because yeah. you know, I, I like to keep my, my personal life separate. I'm the introvert. Um, so I didn't have a lot of people to rely on. Um, but yeah, I, I felt like I was all alone. Um, and we were stuck together living, you know, like we had this small apartment that we were stuck together in. Um, so, you know, there were lots of problems in the marriage. So then we moved back and, you know, he's a good person. I'm a good person, but it just, it was not meant to be, um, probably never was. And I think we both came to realize that. So, and so it took yeah. its emotional toll of, in, in some way. Right. And, and so where were you left? What was that place like? You know, every day, like I just, I think I was mostly depressed whenever I really think about it. I was in a state of 
uh, depression. I would wake up just not wanting to get up in the morning. When I got back to the States, I didn't even want to go to the job that I had. And it wasn't a bad job. I just, I didn't care for it. I didn't want to, didn't want to go in. I just didn't really feel like I had anything to look forward to each day. Um, and, you know, I had my son, but I was only seeing him half the time at that point. And that was the roughest thing for me because, you know, he's my life. Yeah. So how old you was know, your son when, when you split up? He was three. Wow. Um, so, and well, yeah. in the sense where he's young enough to build his resilience. Um, but uh, so I'm divorced and I have two kids and we do a week mm-hmm. on a week off. So I totally get the, we do the right thing or try and, you know, but the, the change in the transition can just trigger up so many things. And as women, as mothers, we want to be the the right parent. We want to do the right thing. Uh, but equally, the the absence, like I remember saying goodbye to my children, you know, on a Sunday when they'd go to their dads and mine were older. Mine were quite, they're 15 and 12 now. So they're a bit older. This is just two years ago. But it would feel like my heart was breaking. Like my heart was literally going to shatter in my chest. Yeah. yeah. I think I cried for like a week straight right after it happened. Like I just couldn't stop crying. Yeah. It was, it was awful. It, <laughs> it is. No. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally awful. Okay. So you're, you're, you're not seeing your, your child part of the time you're going to a job and you're just dragging your feet. It just feels quite hopeless. Is that the right word? Challenging? You know, how would you? I would say more challenging. I, there was probably a short time where I may have felt hopeless, but at the same time, I'm not the type of person that lays there for very long. So, you know, I, I probably make other problems for myself, you know, because of that, because I jump and make decisions very quickly, especially yeah. when I'm in, in that emotional state. Um, so I decided I had to make some changes. Sure. And this changes yes. happened pretty quickly at that point. Okay. And so um, what were those changes? I quit my job. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great, great decision, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'll do real estate. Oh, I see. Um, okay. So you're like, I need a different, I need to shake it up. I need to do something different. Yeah. And really usually whatever I put my mind to, I'm, I'm, I'm good with you. Usually I make it happen. That was not the case with real estate. Wasn't it? Um, no. What happened? What happened? Where did this take you? Absolutely nowhere. Oh, I see. <laughs> Absolutely nowhere. Uh, it just wasn't my personality. I, you know, going and knocking on doors and having to go talk to people all the time. You know, you just said you're an introvert. So that would be tricky. Very much so. Yeah. And I don't mind like with what I'm doing now. I love talking to people because I feel like I'm helping them. But, you know, selling a house for me, for me, wasn't my passion. It wasn't what I was craving to do every day. So that, I don't know, that didn't last four or five months. I spent more money than I made. Sure. And so how did you, uh, you know, survive? At what point did you realize "Mm, this isn't going to work? Like, did did you need to pay your bills? Like, did it get desperate or or what was the situation? Yeah. So I had some money back um, from the house that we had that we had sold. So that, that was, you know, part of the reason why I decided to quit my job because I was like, oh, I have a little bit of a mistake. I should be okay to like get things going. But when that didn't take off, I was like, okay, we got to figure something out here because there was a month where I couldn't even pay my rent. I had to call my mom and dad. You know, I'm either 35 or 36, right? And there's is yeah, yeah. a little about a year ago. You were a grown up. Like, uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and you're I'm like, I should have my crap together at this point. Sure. Um, but I did not. I had to call and ask for money and they were okay with it. But, you know, at that point, I was like, I've got to do something. I've got to get things in order. So I started substitute teaching 
Um, and then I also was teaching online, started doing that. So between those, I realized I actually, by substituting in at the high school level, it gave me a lot of time to work on my stuff and figure out what I wanted to do. Um, so, you know, I had joined this mastermind group. I met a lot of coaches and I was like, you know, that actually like sounds like something I would really, really enjoy. It took me a while to come around to that just because of, you know, all the, all the thoughts and all the emotions going on at that time. But and once what, did, what do you, it's like, so what do you think had the, the big, the, if there was one thing that had the biggest impact at that point, bearing in mind that we all love the story of it was terrible and now it's wonderful. Right. And, and now you've got all the mindset hacks and you teach other people, which is amazing. And I'm going, Hmm, what was the first one or the second one that you were like, I have to put this in place regularly in order to get me through what were some of those early things? I think the first realization was that I just needed to be around people that were supportive mm. and that had been where I'm wanting to go. Got it. Um, you know, they say that you're, you know, the five people that you surround yourself with. Yeah. Um, and I really believe that's true because it, it just opened up my eyes. I think that was the first realization. So, you know, I started, you know, not that I can see those people every day because they were around the U.S., but, you know, we met up and I had them on Facebook. I could call and, you know, I had a support system at that point. So, so step one could be try and find your support system. And, and it sounds like some of your more difficult emotions or, or place it, mindset places were when you were isolated, uh, living abroad, or uh, when you didn't, when you felt like you were struggling on your own with things. Right. So, right. so I didn't have a support system. No support and system. I think everybody, I think everybody needs, you need at least, at least one person. And so you found a great way of starting, which was joining a mastermind and putting it out there that you like trying to nurture that support system. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So where did that then take you? So you're working on your mindset, even though it's subtle and it's slow and you haven't quite got the business you're doing now, but what was the, what were the next steps for you? You know, I think it was just becoming very clear about what I wanted and that took that took months. I mean, this wasn't a day, you know, it sounds like whenever I'm talking about it, that it happened like yeah. in a week. And it's, I had an epiphany. It's not that way at all. It's a, it's a process. Um, but I joined a coaching, I, I got my coaching certificate. Yeah. So, you know, I joined a program for that. And that kind of put me on track to do what I'm doing now. Um, so that was the next step. I so guess. then you, so you got your support system and then you, uh, sort of began educating yourself in a sense in, in whatever the way that was for you. And it could be different for other people, but it's like right. skilling up. Yeah. I think it's, you know, becoming very clear. It became very clear about what I was wanting, where I wanted to head. And of course, you know, I had to keep reassessing because that, you know, I, I was pivoting quite a bit, um, you know, and probably about six months ago, I was like, okay, this is it. This is <laughs> this the is thing. It. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And I, I have other things that I've put in place. It's just been a process. You know, I have, you know, probably about five different things that I do daily that, you know, I think put together consistently, I've really changed my life really. Ooh, what are so, those things? What you know, they're, I'm going to say them and you'd be like, oh yeah, of course. But if it works, you know, it works, right? I think me and myself, I think a lot of people, we just forget busy. Like it's in the way we don't do these things. Yeah. Um, exercise, eating healthy. Yeah. Huge, huge sleep. I have to schedule in my sleep because I don't 
I don't sleep in tubs. So I have it in my calendar, like go to bed at this time. Do you? Um, I do. It's crazy. Um, another would be meditation. Um, Cause I can really feel in my mind whenever I'm not doing that, there's a huge, there's a huge difference between not doing it and doing it each day. Talk, talk, um, what, then, how do you meditate? Uh, you, you, as in there's, there's apps you can use. There's just focusing on breath. Like I'm always curious about what, what works for people. Yeah. So for me, I have a really hard time just sitting still and. So do know, I. I think lots of breath. entrepreneurs do because we're so like next thing, next thing, next thing. Right. Yeah, and so it's like, ADD, right? yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. So I do it two ways. I use the Headspace app sometimes. And then other times I'll just pull up the Tony Robbins priming. And it's, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but. I am, you know. but go ahead and explain just yeah. for the listeners. Yeah, it's basically a combination of visualization, gratitude, meditation, kind of all rolled into a 14-minute video. So, I love it. To just help you help you prime up and get you ready. Um, okay, and you try and do those as consistently as possible. Yeah, I'd say most days. I'm not perfect, I miss, but for most days. Yeah, yeah. And what do you think that gives you? What's the impact for you? I think in the beginning, it gave me the confidence. Okay, I can do this, then I can do this. And it just kind of, because I think so many times, like, for the longest time, I'd say, I'm going to do this, and then, oh, I didn't do it. Um, So just building my confidence. Um, But for right, you know, at this point, right now, it's just feeling in a positive state, um, being positive. I don't really have those negative thoughts that I had I'm, yeah, it takes a lot to get to me at this point. And I've always kind of been like that, but yeah, it's, I don't want to say I'm a different person, but my thoughts are very different. Which helps you perhaps do different things, like create different impact in the world. Yeah, I think it just allows my energy to be focused where I want it to be rather than spread out on all these things that perhaps doesn't really matter in the long run. You know, like instead of focusing on what somebody else is doing and reacting to the situation, I can put that off to the side because I can't control what other people are doing and focus on what I need to focus to reach my goals. Amazing. Useful. Um, so so let's talk for a minute about your type of client and, and which I would have been the, the ideal person a little while ago, right? So we've got our regular jobs. We may be live, living to someone else's standard of, you know, who we should be, especially as women, right? Um, how we should show up, how we should parent, how we should work, you know, so we're, we're living up to those expectations. We're like you getting a bit frustrated and a bit like, ugh, do I have to, you know, it's nine o'clock. Do I have to come into this bloody office? I'm not connecting. I'm not being my full self. Whatever that range of emotions might be that, that brings someone to, to your door and, and they say, well, I've got the sliver of a business idea but I don't know much about business. Like, what's your advice? What should I do? So talk us through some of the things that, that, that women like us uh, and, and maybe things that you've learned or things that you advise them. Yeah, so, excuse me. So for a lot of the women that I work with, that's exactly, that's exactly what okay. they start in. Yeah, they're like, I, I don't even know what business I want to have, but I want to have a business. So I think for, if you're in that situation, what I tell people is, you know, you really, you don't want to end up with another job that you dislike or don't want to have. Sure. Um, so what are your values? What do you 
what do you enjoy doing? You know, look forward. And we always start with the vision. You know, where do you see yourself five years from now? And write it out in full, full detail, um, you know, using all the five senses. Um, so what, 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 would, what, if the, what if they don't know what the business idea is yet? Would you still be visioning it out? Like, how would you do, how would you support them? Because that doesn't really matter. Interesting. The vision. Okay. I don't think because, and some people may disagree with me, but I don't think that really matters because once you have your vision, once you know what your ideal day looks like, then you can go and start brainstorming. Okay. Well, if this is my ideal day, this is what I love doing. You've gone through your values. You know what your values are. Okay, this is what I value. And th- that's kind of a tricky thing too, because sometimes we think we, we know what our values are, right? We, we know this is my value. Sure. But then whenever we start talking, it's like, hmm, is that really your value? Or is that what you think it should be? Ooh, yeah, even so, there. Because we don't often give ourselves space to reflect on that question even. So we're acting almost, according, right? To so much conditioning. That always happens. Does right? it? It's 90, I'd say 90% of the time whenever I'm talking with somebody, you know, is that, you know, can I ask you, is that what it really is? Or in some way, is that what you think it should be? What's a clue? Think it should be? What's a clue for you in, in even knowing that you need to ask that question? I don't know if that you can even answer that, but like, what, can, what how can you tell? See if I can describe it. It's more what they're saying. There's things that don't line up. Got it. They're saying, you know, I want to have a business because I want to make this amount. I want this freedom. I want this. And this matters a lot to me. But then on the other hand, they're saying, you know, my kids come first. My husband should come first. Like, And, and everything is a top priority. Everything is number one value. Everything cannot be number one. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's dividing, helping them divide it out and kind of yeah, realize... And- yeah, what it People takes. People think that their kids should always be at the top or husband, you know, family should always be at the top. And just because, you know, whenever we're going through it, just because they're not number one at this moment does not mean that you love them any less. That's not how that works. And it's, it takes a little bit of time sometimes for people to understand that. But sometimes, you know, the work-life balance, all of that, um, sometimes you have to focus more on work to provide for your kids. Sometimes you have to focus more on your kids and let work slide a little bit. It just really, you know, it depends what you're wanting, where you're wanting to be. Um, but yeah. do, you, do you ever get people, and I'm just curious now, do you ever get people who, um, they're, like you just know what it takes to run a business and you're with them and you can kind of go, actually, I don't think you're cut out for this whether you say that or not, but you get the vibe that they may not understand what it takes or they may not be like the lifestyle they want is very, you know, not congruent with the idea of what it takes to run a bit. Like are some people just not cut out for the entrepreneurial life? I think it's more people that aren't willing to put in the work. Got it. They say they are. Um, in my experience, that's usually the case. If, if that happens, that, you know, again, their values aren't matching up. They say they want this, but yet every day, you know, they're not putting the habits like, in place. You know, a, a great, a great synonym might be, you know, somebody that's wanting to lose weight, but they're eating cake every day. Um, that's me sometimes. Same. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Especially when I'm really stressed running my own business. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we wanted exactly. to get the quick rewards, right? Maybe missed meditation that day. Um, yeah, but it's not congruent with the goal of I want to 
you know, win an Olympic Olympic medal, or I want to run a marathon or like do something like you've got to put in the steps in place and know what they yeah. are and commit in order to achieve mm-hmm. that goal. Yeah. I mean, there's an action plan that you put in place that aligns with your vision, right? And then you know, you've got to take those action steps. If, you know, week after week that doesn't happen, I usually say, you know, this, this isn't working. Either this has to change or, you know, our relationship isn't, I'm, I'm not doing you any service here. Right. So. Okay. So sometimes it's just not, they're not quite cut out for it. Um, yeah. What do you think are the the single three, maybe the three most important things for somebody thinking about going into business? What do they need to know or what do they need to do? I'd say the first thing is the mindset piece. Just be willing to work on your mindset. And I, especially, especially beginning a business, I feel like it's very important um, because there's so many things to learn, but you can always, you know, the second thing is you can learn those things. There are resources, there are people, there are always people and things that can help you. Um, and people are usually usually willing to help, but you have to ask. That's true. You've got to for you. put yourself out there. So what, so what is the mindset that we need to have for, for running a business specifically? Yeah, I think that know that there are going to be challenges. Challenges, and yeah. that perseverance is a must. Um, and just knowing your why. Like, what is your vision and why are you wanting that? Um, because if you have that, if you remember that day, if, you're, if your why is big enough, you will push through. You will find a way to make it work. You may have to reassess and, you know, change things along the way. That's going to happen. Can but a why just be that I want to make, uh, you know, half a million dollars uh, this year? Why? But w- why because, do you want to Because I want some handbags and I want my kids to go to private school. And why do you want your kids to go to private school? It's because I'm, I'm trying to fake this because like, I know my why. I know my why. And I agree with everything you're saying. Um, yeah. and, I, and also, there was a time when I was really reactive. So I knew the, the kind of essence of the business that I was running. And it was very word of mouth. And I was following each thing. And um, so I kind of knew the why. But I felt like I was so reactive that my stress levels were going up. So in my, the first three months of business... I was, I was going, shit, what if, what if, what if? Like there was so much of that going on and I needed just a little bit of uh, perspective. So I, I hired a business coach just for three hours. That was it. Um, and I'm sure you you have blocks of time that you support with people with uh, over time. But in those three hours, because it's the challenge of working by yourself, right? And if you have a business mm-hmm. partner, that might be very different. You may be able to do this with each other. Um, but simply sitting down for three hours and really strategizing around the business and around my life and being able to connect the dots of the why and the passion to the actions uh, and the targets, just kind of, it's easy for me now to wake up at five in the morning and get work done and to do all the tasks because I really know that they're all, everything I do leads to that bigger vision piece that you were talking about at the beginning. Exactly. And I think that's probably the biggest reason why people procrastinate or put things off because they don't have those dots connected and there's resistance because there's, there's usually some kind of fear there. Like so much there's fear. a lot of unknowns. Yeah. yeah. And you do, you just have to take so many risks, don't you? Uh, and be able to sit with uncertainty. Yeah, definitely. definitely um, be able to put yourself out there in front of people. Is it worth it? 
for me, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Why is it worth it for you? Why is it worth it? What's different? And I have I have a six year old son that and I get to go to his party at school in the middle of the day tomorrow. I get to go on his field trips with him at school. Yeah. Um you know, I, I have the flexibility in my schedule now to do those things with him. And then I also get to work with some amazing people. And I think I learn just as much as they're learning. Um, yeah, I'm the coach, but I learn along with them. Um, and so me being the learner, it's, it's great for me. And so just the circling back to this theme of adversity and of challenge and of building resilience, I'm, I mean, I'm hearing that at every challenge we build resilience, right? There's an opportunity for, for growth. But in your opinion, uh, understanding your divorce and, and the pain that we talked about and those, that, that, the, the really depressed feelings and all of that, do you think that the adversity that you've faced has impacted who you are as a coach? Did you need it? Did it build your resilience? Do you wish it never happened? Like, what? How would you connect that into uh, the impact that you're having now? I mean, I will honestly say that whenever I was married, I was content in every way except for that that, that relationship. So, I was very content. I wouldn't have done anything. You wouldn't have like pushed this. yourself. No, I was comfortable. I was very comfortable in a lot of ways. I mean, I had a great life living overseas. I was traveling all the time. So I would not be doing what I'm doing now if I hadn't had those challenges. Yeah, it was tough. It was rough. It still is sometimes. Um, it's not easy being divorced with a small child. Um, and if you're one of those people going through it just day by day because it's it's difficult and you know it stays that way for a long time, but it does get easier. And yeah, I feel like, you know, it's life. Like, I think with every challenge also comes an opportunity and it's just seeing those and being, being able, being ready to take them whenever they come along. So it's, as you said, changing your mindset a bit about how you view those sorts of challenges. Um, would you, do you have any advice for somebody who is going through divorce and who, for whatever reason, uh, what, whatever's happened um, and they're going through that transition and may have a child or more children. And what, what have you learned from that experience? What advice might you give? I would say, make sure you have a support system. That's the, one of the things that I did not have because I wasn't close with my family. They didn't understand. I mean, if you have family that can be supportive, if you have friends, like find people to lean on. If you can afford a coach, do it. Um, because, I made a lot of mistakes during, during that time and, sure. you know, financially and emotionally. Um, if you can have somebody guide you through those things so that you don't make those mistakes, you'll be in a much better place when you get on the other side. So invest in yourself, whatever that might be through, through nurturing the support networks or getting this, uh, the help either, uh, financially or with, yeah. with, with people. Interesting. Yeah, don't be afraid to ask for help. We all need help sometimes. That might be the title of this podcast. We all need help sometimes. <laughs> Build your business. Have your impact. Yes. Exciting. So many women out there can create so much impact. Um, where can people find you if they want to get in touch or work with you or just find out more? Yeah. So my website is jessicatosser.com. I have a Facebook group online, Women Building Online Businesses. Um, you can look that up. Lovely. Um, yeah. And Facebook is probably Place my to find you. Facebook. Perfect, mm -hmm. perfect. We'll, we'll add all that into the show notes. Jessica, thank you so much for your time and your wisdom and for all the work that you do. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. 
Thanks for listening to the Adversity to Advantage podcast. Please do subscribe and review on iTunes. Every comment makes a difference. We really appreciate hearing from you. And please do get in touch through PetraBelzebor.com if you're interested in any training, coaching, therapy, or just to join the community and get more information on ways that you can build your own resilience. Until next time.